I don't know if um, any of you know what is significant about Tuesday. Well, it's actually the um, shortest day of the year. There will be 7 hours, 49 minutes and 41 seconds of daylight, which is actually 8 hours, 49 minutes shorter than the longest day in June. Now, in the society in which we live, actually, that doesn't affect us so much, does it? Because there is so much um, artificial light about It's actually quite rare that we are in total darkness, apart from when we turn off the light and go to sleep. And even then, light is only a switch away. It doesn't require much effort. When you're outside, there's uh, usually something uh, around. uh, There are uh, car headlights, there's uh, street lights. There are lights of buildings. At this time of the year, of course, all the Christmas lights and there's some pretty uh, uh, extravagant ones around if you walk around the village. I haven't quite seen those yet, but I'm sure if we looked hard enough. Light is never far away. But if you've never been somewhere where it's actually pitch black, it's quite scary, isn't it? I mean, each of these situations is a little bit of light, a glimmer of light. But have you ever been in that situation where there's no light at all? I remember several years ago when our eldest was a, a toddler sitting in his high chair and we were having dinner together and quite surprisingly there was a power cut. We were cast into total darkness. Didn't know where the candles were. We were scrabbling around uh, on the floor trying to find them. Meanwhile he was screaming, uh, frightened by dark. Never experienced anything like that. The dark can be scary. Well, the first passage that was read this evening came from the book of Isaiah, hundreds of years before Jesus came. We're told that the people were walking in darkness. Now, they didn't mean that literally. It was a way of describing the fact that they they didn't know where they were going in their lives. They had no goal, no direction, no moral compass. They were stumbling around. God had given them directions. He'd given them instructions for living. The psalmist writes, Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light for my path. He knew everything they needed was in the Bible. But people ignored God's teaching. They followed their own way and ended up messing up their lives. Things looked pretty desperate. But God sent a messenger to them the prophet Isaiah, who told them of a time when things would be different. He said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now, if you're in darkness, the promise of light must be an amazing thing, mustn't it? The world's um, northernmost city is uh, Hammerfest in Norway where apparently it remains dark for two to three months a year. Now, it's bad enough in this country, isn't it, waiting for spring to come. Imagine how much they must look forward to the end of winter. It's even worse in Antarctica for the penguins. Apparently they have about four months of darkness, no food, temperatures of minus 70. Imagine how pleased they'll be to see the light appearing again. What that promise of light did for the people of Israel was to give them hope. So one day in the future, God would come to their rescue. 
Even though they had only themselves to blame for, for stumbling around in the dark, God would do something about it. The opening verses of the Gospel of John that were uh, read for us tell us that the light was promised many years ago, but now it had come. It had come in the birth of Jesus Christ. If you read the story of uh, the birth of Jesus in the book of Matthew or, or Luke, you get a, a different description there. You, you read of the, the, the angel visiting um, Mary, as we saw this morning. Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem, the birth of a baby boy put in a manger, the visit of the shepherds and the wise men. But in the Gospel of John, he describes the coming of Jesus into the world in, in a different language, in picture language. It doesn't make quite such a good nativity play, but... Um, it is very powerful. He describes Jesus as the true light that gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. This is the fulfillment of the promise. God coming into the world that he made, the world which people messed up and which is still in darkness because people have ignored God. And I think if we think back on this year, we sense, don't we, that the world is in darkness. Think of some of the things of this year, the spread of uh, terror by ISIS attacks in Paris, Tunisia, the refugee crisis, the bombing of Syria and Iraq, and just the recent UN climate change conference reminding us of the greed that causes humans to plunder our planet. Or the good news about Christmas is that into that darkness, Jesus came as the light of the world. You may have heard that description of Jesus before, but uh, what does it mean exactly? Well, think of it in this way. Think of plants. What do plants need to live? They need two things. They need water, and they also need sunlight. If you don't give a plant water, it will die, like most of the plants in our garden. But if plants don't have light, they won't live either, will they? We know that as summer gives way to autumn and, and to winter, the leaves fall off the trees, the plants die off, they go into to hibernation in the ground. They wait for the light of the spring where they can spring up again. Light springs life. Now that link between light and life is the clue to understanding what it means to say that Jesus is the light of the world. In verses 3 to 4 of John, it says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. But what is the life that Jesus brings? Because after all, we're all alive here in this room. What other life do we, do we need? Well, the clue is there in verse 12, which says, To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The life that Jesus is talking about is true life. The life that we were created to enjoy. The life that comes when we have a relationship with God. A relationship in which he will look after us as a parent looks after a child. In which we can call him father. A relationship that will last forever. A relationship that will give us hope. The light of hope 
that will take away the darkness in all of our lives. Because there is darkness in all of our lives, isn't there? That might be a worry, a worry about the future. It might be the fear, fear, maybe fear of death. Maybe the sense of meaningless that's still there, even though we have so much, so many material things, there is still that sense of emptiness. Well, the reason God sent his son into the world was to enable humankind to be reconciled to God, to enjoy true life. God knew that when he sent his son into the world that uh, not everyone would accept him. Not everyone would welcome the light. That there would be those who would be suspicious of him, those who would not recognize him as God, those who would prefer to stay in the darkness. It says here in this passage, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. And later on in chapter 3, it says, Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. People ended up killing Jesus. But that was part of God's plan because Jesus willingly gave his life. He gave it as a ransom so that we could be freed from the penalty we deserved for rejecting God, for going our own way. He didn't just come, as some people think, to give us a new set of rules to follow. He came to give us a relationship, a relationship in which he promises to be with us through all the troubles of this life and into the light that awaits us in the next. Because there will still be dark days in this life, as I've experienced myself recently, because we live in a fallen world. But Jesus walks alongside us. He goes ahead of us to prepare the way. And his light overcomes the deepest darkness, death itself. Jesus said of himself here, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, to have said that means either he must have been pretty crazy, Maybe he was a deliberate liar just trying to manipulate people to follow him. Or actually he was exactly who he says he was. There is not really any other alternative. And the question I'd like you to think um, about this Christmas as we finish is, who do you say that Jesus is? And what are you going to do with this invitation to come into the light? Are you going to stay in the shadows because it feels less threatening? Or come into the light and receive the true life that Jesus offers. The joy of knowing God himself. Because as we come to know God, our lives will be changed forever, as many people in this room know. And if you want to, to know more about um, that life, what is that life like that Jesus offers? Then come and have a word with myself or a... Mark or Grant afterwards will be around in the concourse. We can give you a little book to, to read and take away this Christmas. Or come and join a group that will be starting the new year, looking at what is Christianity all about. be very pleased to welcome you to that. But let me leave you this evening with the light at the end of the tunnel. Revelation 22, right at the end of the Bible, describes the world as it will be, the hope we have when Jesus comes again and takes his people to be with him and restores the world to how it should be, when there will be no more darkness. We read the words from Revelation 22. Then the angel showed me the river 
of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen.